0: Neither Red Nor Blue But Free by George Fort Smith, an audiomesis wire narrated by Million Quinteros. The human tendency to kill what one fears asserted itself on April 4th, 2023. As a Manhattan district attorney called Donald Trump into his office to issue a vague threat. What crime Trump was being charged with is known only to Alvin Bragg, but the rest of the world is left playing a guessing game. Trump supporters are rallying everyone with a heartbeat to support their candidate. It's survival time. Even a few Trump haters are finding a way to support Trump. Not that they want him back in the White House, perish the thoughts, but the brag travesty is more than even they can stand. If Trump doesn't win in 2024, the crumbling edifice that was once this country will come to rival the sack of Rome. Policies will amount to anything and everything that will wipe out the economy. Joe Biden or some other surrogate will continue his attacks on the country he was hired to defend. Even if Trump is nominated and is heavily favored against a woke World Economic Forum, WEF Democrat, there's the so far unsolved problem of how to get an honest vote count. Did the recently elected Brandon Johnson for Chicago's mayor actually receive more votes than Paul Vallis as an expression of Chicagoans' preference for high crime rates? Much of the suffering in the last three years has been on the back of a broken democracy. Suppose Trump wins and serves as the 47th president. Trump will be persecuted to his grave, and so will any follow-up front piece that doesn't embrace the woke WEF agenda. For those who find deliverance in wokeness and bugs for breakfast, have at it. There are many who want no part of it. The incendiary Marjorie Taylor Greene has suggested a national divorce, wherein red states would separate from the blue states, although Steve Bannon absolutely rejects it. Journalist Jason Whitlock wants some kind of separation, whether through a national divorce or secession. The Challenges of Separation With separation comes issues. Let's look at a few of them. Would the Federal Reserve, the government's money printing agency, go red or blue? And how will it be decided? Would the red states eliminate the central bank and rely on a market-chosen money such as gold or silver? Or Bitcoin? How many Trump patriots understand what the Fed does and its role in our economic decline? Are most of them Ron Paul supporters in his drive to end the Fed? When they sing the national anthem, are they including the Fed and the Internal Revenue Service, the two major bloodsuckers of the middle class? How free do they feel when they hit the part about the land of the free, knowing their government can push them around any way it wants, if national security or some other excuse is invoked? How many Americans understand the essential nature of the government that lords over them? Will red states create a kinder, gentler government with fewer regulations and taxes? How will red states defend themselves against foreign aggressors, including against blue states? Will both continue on the offense as the government has since the CIA emerged from Harry Truman's pen in 1947? Would red states be able to keep out blue state citizens, such as the agitators who infiltrated the January 6 protest? Could the red states do it without violations of personal liberty? Would foreign rivals such as China, Russia, or North Korea assist the blue states in obliterating the red states? Would the red states eliminate the blue states with a false flag? Members of both red and blue states have embraced the idea of a coercive form of government that the United States Constitution was meant to mitigate. However, it didn't work. In 1867, Lysander Spooner detailed many of the Constitution's shortcomings in his essay, The Constitution of No Authority, concluding that whether the Constitution really be one thing or another, this much is certain that it has either authorized such a government as we have had, or has been powerless to prevent it. In either case, it is unfit to exist. He wrote this over 150 years ago before the Fed, before the income tax. Before the world wars, the government was eager to join, and the smaller wars of choice that continue to this day, and now with the looming prospects of nuclear Armageddon. A stateless government The idea that coercive governments represent a contradiction in theory has been developed in such works as Robert P. Murphy's article, But Wouldn't Warlords Take Over? Videos of Hans-Hermann Hoppe presenting his thesis, State or Private Law Society, and Murray Rothbard's Power and Market, Government and the Economy. There are many more. My own book, Do Not Consent, argues that the government we need is the government that's right in front of our face. Finding something other than the gang of bandits running our lives will forever be only a dream if we don't have a radical cultural change. The late Gary North said it best when he wrote in 2015, We need to know what we have lost we need to know why we have lost it. Only then will it become clear that there must be a restoration of Liberty. This means a restoration of personal responsibility on a scale that is almost unimaginable today. It is going to come, but only after the great default has at last bankrupted the federal government. When the government goes belly up, it will be as close to a state of nature as we will ever experience. It will be time to start fresh without the mistakes of the past by freeing the free market from state coercion. For more content like this, visit Mises.org.